Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Deep Dive, a Dallas County Public Defender podcast that seeks to educate, inform, and expose all our listeners to what is really going on in the American justice system. I am your host, Lynn Pride Richardson. I am the Chief Public Defender for Dallas County, and I am proud to head the largest public defender office in the entire state of Texas. Our office is made up of hardworking, dedicated lawyers, investigators, social workers, mental health case managers, and community engagement specialists who are committed to providing holistic, client-centered representation to all our clients in the criminal, juvenile, family, and mental health courts in Dallas County, Texas. We are all about criminal justice, reform, and ensuring all our clients receive the best advocacy and representation possible. We call this podcast The Deep Dive because we just don't intend to scratch the surface of a problem like so many others do, but we are committed to diving deep into the system to expose, yes, expose, the failures, the problems, and the inequities inherent in our system of justice. Welcome back to our listening audience. We are so excited to have Commissioner John Wiley Price and Daryl Martin, who is our county administrator talking to us about all things Dallas County and also how the county impacts all of us as citizens, especially pertaining to things and matters uh, related to the criminal justice system. You know, it's really interesting when I talk to people from other offices and other parts of the state and across the country about the collaboration that goes on here in Dallas County. And, and, and it's, it's the committee operation, and again, he, Mr. Commissioner Price hates bragging on himself, so I, we got to brag for him, okay? <laughs> so, um, you know, I got here, and you know, I've come from a couple other jurisdictions, and a couple other jurisdictions who, you know, were dealing with major issues like, you know, we're dealing with in Dallas County. I'm in Las Vegas, Clark County, where I came from, you know, had major, major issues. Um, but was, what was missing in a lot of those other places I came from is the structure that was put in place here. You know, we have a jail population committee, which meets once a month, um, every month. Commissioner Price is the chair of that committee, and he has been the chair of that committee since its inception. Every now and again, another court member will sit with him, but, you know, he's been the chair of that. And that's where he brings together all the stakeholders, you know, from the public defender, district attorney, the judges, the everybody who's involved in criminal justice is involved in jail population. And again... You know, we can't force people to come. You know, I'm a department head. I can force all the departments that report to me to come to a meeting. You know, we can't force all of these players to come to a jail population committee once a month. But guess what? They're there. <laughs> They're there. And they never miss a meeting. Those, those players never miss a meeting. You know, part of it's because Commissioner Price is running the meeting. But <laughs> there's also, the other part of it is also because it's productive. It's producing. You know, and that's what's most important. Um, some of that collaboration includes outside partners as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You're always going to have advocates, okay? And, uh, and you got to figure out where they're going to be, outside the tent <clears throat> or somewhere close inside the tent, at least where you can see them. I don't know if you ever manage them, but, you know, but, the, but they need to be able to uh, have a seat at the table. Uh, as we keep saying, uh, Shirley Chisholm's uh, famous statement was, uh, if, if you're not invited, uh, don't have a seat at the table, uh, go get you a folding chair. That's it. They're they coming. And so we know that. And so as a result, we, we need to bring them in. And they can help us manage. And it's in the best interest 
of our, our citizenry. We used to tell Park, Parkland, as I said, Parkland did not want to have jail help. You know, that was a fight. It was out. Oh, no. I was, the, again, the only commissioner who voted again. They outsourced it. His predecessor, we outsourced it. We built a new 300-bed uh, hospital, Gil Hernandez, inside. Uh, we, we had to uh, dedicate, again, 116 of those beds from, as mental health beds. You know, what I'm hearing and what our listening audience is hearing is that this is hard, stressful work. Um, my head is hurting right now from some of the stuff that you're, you're telling me about. How do you manage that? Um, how do you deal with that um, in terms of trying to address the stress? I mean, Daryl, you've got a wife and two daughters. I mean, you know, the time that you have to spend because, you, you, again, this is a 24-7 operation, time away from that. How do you relieve that stress? That's a good question. Uh, uh, first of all, I have a, a very understanding and lovable wife. I mean, she knows this is the life I've chose, you know, and she knows the 24-7 thing. Every job I've been in, that's that's the life I've, I've been in. And so she's agreed to that. She agreed to it 23 years ago. We're still married, so <laughs> she's a good woman. She's a good woman. But, you know, you, you do. It is a stressful job, and you do have to take care of yourself. And that's why I meet him at the gym every morning. Um, well, I don't meet him because he's there about 4.30. I get there about 5.15, 5.30, so I'm not going to get there as early as Commissioner Price. But, no, you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your body. Um, I don't know if Commissioner Price is ever going to tell you his age, but, you know, he doesn't look near as old as – that's not going to come out, right? I want to insult my boss here. I made, I made the promise, three score and ten plus. There you go. There you go. But because he takes care of himself. He eats right. He takes care of his body. He takes care of his mind. You know, and you have to do that. And that's how you manage in a stressful job like this. It really is. You've got to do that. So You know, and a lot of, but, a, you know, stress is interesting. Um, you, um, you know, I, you know, I probably, I, I can take on anything. I, I had a wife once upon a time. But, uh, yeah, I'm still auditioning, 73 years of age. I ain't, I ain't. But anyway, I can get up, I can leave, I can go down. And, and people do that. You know, what makes me feel good? I can be sitting on, on, on my side porch, on the kind of, I've got an old house, and, it was, and it's a portrait shape. And people will come by, and they'll say, I've been trying to get in touch with you. Well, what am I going to say? No, this is my downtime. No, go on and deal with it. You know, you signed up for it, okay? And at the end of the day, you know, it will always be revealed to me how, how lucky I am. I hear a few weeks ago, and for all you folks out there who Google, Google Steve Hartman and, and uh, a young man with uh, born with no legs called Josiah. You know, and I, I, I think I was just, uh, I, I was in tears. It's, it's just hard for me. And here's a young man that's doing everything. And for people that don't know, Josiah was born with no legs, but he plays basketball um, for his school team. And, I mean, they actually put him on the team, and he made the winning basket. But he, his, his mother was um, interviewed, and, and they said, well, why doesn't he play um, using a wheelchair basketball? And she said, because he said it's too easy. He wants to be challenged. 
but literally no legs going up and down the basketball court. He's able to block stuff because he's down low. Mm. It was just amazing. And um, it's just, you, you sit and you, you, you listen, and we all complain from time to time, but when we start complaining, we think about somebody like Josiah, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing mm-hmm. how somebody like that will take that challenge and turn it into something good. And, and that's what I, you know, and that's, you know, as I said, it'll always be something that will reveal itself to me, you know, and how dare, how dare I complain. And so, you know, every day you wake up, as I said, Dr. Vernon Johns, uh, who preceded Dr. Martin Luther King, said there's going to be a fight, and you just need to find a good fight and get in it. And so, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in for the fight. So I'm, I, every morning I, I wake up, I, you know, I go and try to get ready. I ain't, I ain't creed. I ain't training to be creed, but I'm, but I'm going to fight. It's going to be a fight. <laughs> 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, I've been with Dallas County 50, 50, years. 50 years. Yeah. It's probably yeah. 52 it's years now. Than anybody else? Yeah, it's longer than anybody else. I'm not trying to be Methuselah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, and I've been very honored, the people of District 3, to, to be the dean of, 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 um, of county commissioners in the state of Texas. Because one of the things it, it continues to do is there's a pipeline and people are calling you uh, for direction on some some real challenges and you just got to say you know did you did you sign in for it to be easy ain't no easy buttons you know again I'm back to I'm back to you guys you know y'all 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 doing it and but I signed on for it I signed on you know you you signed on for a job and you've been expansive and so forth. I signed on for whenever they stop me, you need me, and that's what I tell my staff. When they call up here, you envision yourself on the other end of that phone. And regardless of you know what it is, you you take that extra step to try to assist them. I I, I can't even imagine not having been immersed in government the way I am, trying to tread this bureaucracy. That's the reason they don't know the difference between court appointed and public defender. Right. I get that. Right. And so I'm not, I'm not offended when they do that. It's up to me to help them, you know, differentiate. Who made you this person? I mean, was there somebody that, a teacher, your parents? I was in love with all my teachers. I, I, I didn't do that. You know, they all, they, my teachers ruined me. I, yeah, that's, I'd probably read them by myself now. But anyway, just, no, I just, uh, you know, I, you know, the more I read about history, you know, Marcus, Mosiah, God, the more I read about, you know, when you, you know, reading is, a, in the, and, I, and I say it even in the leadership, read your lead. And, and, and when you read Marcus, Mosiah, Garvey, you know, when, when you read it, what he had to go through, you know, we, we, we talk about a lot of more. You heard me a few minutes ago uh, talk about, you know, Shirley Chisholm. But, you know, you know I'm just, I, I, I've been fortunate. I, I've been blessed. I need to recognize that. As Daddy used to say, boy, you ain't the only person, you know, with ability. You're the one with opportunity. 
you know, are you courageous enough to sign and do what you know you need to do? What about you, Daryl? Who influenced you? You know, I had a lot of people influence me. Uh, probably the one who influenced me the most was my mother, you know, who overcame many, many challenges, you know, from, you know, raising seven kids on her own. You know, my father left when he when, when my baby sister was born. She was a year, less than a year old. So and she raised us and raised us in poverty, but she raised us well. Um, so I, I look up to her. But, you know, I'm also blessed that I came here. I came to Dallas County never having stepped foot in here other than when I took the interview and accepted the job. So I knew nothing about Dallas County other than what I read preparing for the interview. Um, but I was blessed because there was Commissioner Price. So... Nobody knows the history of Dallas County better than Commissioner Price. So, uh, and he'll tell you this happens all the time now. He'll step in my office and we'll get on the history lesson. It'll be an hour and a half later when he's leaving. But, you know, that's how I learned so much about this place and who the players are and who to touch and who to call and who, who can help me help Dallas County. So I've been very blessed and very fortunate coming to Dallas County um, and having a resource like Commissioner Price, you know, somebody who knows this place better than anybody, and not only knows this place, but knows county, <laughs> you know, knows county and knows how county operates. So um, so I've been blessed. I've been blessed here at Dallas County. I'm, I'm so glad, you know, forces brought me here. Um, uh, Commissioner Price will tell you that uh, he doesn't travel, doesn't take vacation, but uh, he came to Las Vegas to interview everybody around me to make sure I was the right choice. <laughs> so I, he never stepped foot out of Dallas County, but he came to Las Vegas because, because Dallas County is that important to him. So he wasn't going to trust this seat to just anybody's. And they, re and they out, almost ran me out of Las Vegas. They, 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 you know, they basically said, uh, please, you know, don't, don't take him. He was the next in the secession plan to, to, to move up as their executive. Executive court administrator, you know, county administrator, it's, it's all the same. And uh, I had to basically, you know, I mean, and, and I was very uh, crude when I went out there. <laughs> and so I, I didn't cut any, and, they, they, and then the colleague that went with me, they said, well, aren't you going to spend the night? I said, hell no, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm going back to Dallas. And he did. You know? <laughs> I got on the plane, came on back to Dallas. Uh, that was it. I, I went for one one purpose to accomplish it. Come on. Uh, now his I, colleagues I, stayed. Yeah, 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 yeah. If somebody's interested in employment opportunities in Dallas County, what is so attractive about being a Dallas County employee? Benefits, benefits, benefits. There's opportunities here. And you know you can you, you can move around. So, I mean it, it's it's and again I'm, I'm back to that leadership academy that uh, Mr. Martin established. Um, all you got to do is is, is is demonstrate you want you want to do something, you know. And that's all it takes. I mean I mean you know most surveys will tell you you know very few people. Um, stay at a job because of the money. Now, you know, I mean, we, I think we're really competitive. You compare us to salaries to some of our, our, our sister cities and counties, we're, we're, we're pretty competitive. Our, our, our retirement program is the best. I don't know how they operate, how they manage that one, but it's, it's probably the best retirement system. I know it's the best in the state. It's the best in, in, in any I've seen around. And if you don't believe me, go look at your TCDRS statement if you've been here over 10 years. It's a great plan. Um, but we have to create the environment that people 
enjoy their job or and, and, and feel like they have opportunity. And I think, you know, a lot of our departments are there. I think, we, I think we've crafted uh, an environment at, at Dallas County. We've got great department heads in place. We have uh, uh, departments that are really beginning to challenge their employees. They're giving them opportunities. We've created, you know, the I think the Civil Service Department, Civil Service Commission has created a great ladder so people can move up. So this is a great place to work. And if you don't believe, go go work somewhere else and come back. I, 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 I go to new employee orientation every Monday morning, and I greet folks, and I say, welcome to Dallas County. You know, we're so glad you're here, particularly in this environment, because, you know, it's an employee's market right now. You know, everybody's looking, and, and employees, people can go anywhere and get a job. But, you know, I was at employee orientation last week. There was almost 40 people in there this past Monday. And, you know, and I, I sit there and I, I tell them that we're so grateful that you're here. You know, this is a great place to work, and it is a great place to work. And, you know, I tell them, get involved. We have a lot of opportunity here, and we do. Um, but we've created that kind of environment where I think people want to stay. And every time I go to new employer orientation, there are three or four people who are coming back. <laughs> you know, they've gone to work somewhere else, and they come back. <laughs> you know? If there are young people listening to this who are trying to decide what they want to do um, for a career and might be interested in one day becoming uh, a county administrator, being in public administration, or being elected official, being a commissioner, what would you say to them? It's about on the ground working. What can you do you know, for someone else? And so you got to choose in life, you know, a career that, that, that gives you a good balance. And when you do that, you have a little less stress. There's no better job than being a public servant. There's no more, there's no more rewarding job than being a public servant, if you ask me. Um, um, you get an opportunity to not only help people, but you get an opportunity to see people grow. You get an opportunity to see people change, you know, and I, I, I love that about the job that I do. Um, and I just watch you know, all the different departments and the work that they do. I was at Juvenile um, last Friday, and they had their uh, Black History Month celebration. And I watched the kids, and the commissioner knows this because he sits on the board uh, for Juvenile, and I watched the kids who received scholarships. These are kids who are going to college who probably most, most everyone around them has given up on them. But I watched the, the juvenile probation officers that, who've touched their lives and, and some of the other staff there who've touched their lives, that these kids, you know, they change themselves. You know, they be, and, and, and I heard some of the stories of some of the other ones who've gotten the scholarships because they was there. The guy who got the first scholarship, the youth probably there back in tw 2013, he was there 10 years later. He's getting ready to go for his master's. He's got a, his wife. He's got a child and just brought her home. And this was a kid deep in the system, you know? So, you know, you get to see that. There's nothing more rewarding. We have been so excited about the start of our Dallas County Public Defender podcast, The Deep Dive. We hope you've enjoyed this first presentation, which is the first in a series of shows about the justice system. I'm equally as thankful that Commissioner John Wiley Price and County Administrator Mr. Daryl Martin agreed to be our very first guest. You know, we thought it was important for you to know that our office and most public defender offices in the United States are primarily funded by county government and county commissioners. 
It was in 1963 that the United States Supreme Court in the landmark case Gideon versus Wainwright mandated that all individuals who are facing either jail or prison, regardless of income or social status, are entitled to legal representation, even if they cannot afford to hire it due to lack of financial resources. And then subsequently in 1984, the court in Strickland versus Washington mandated that representation must be effective. As you heard from Commissioner Price and our county administrator, Daryl Martin, county government has limited resources. However, both Mr. Martin and our Dallas County commissioners work extremely hard to ensure a balanced budget, to retain a stellar bond rating, to try to keep from raising taxes, and spending taxpayers' dollars wisely to ensure that all county departments, including the Public Defender's Office and Public Defense, are able to operate efficiently and effectively. However, public defense is costly. We still need the state and federal government to provide more funding to ensure that public defenders all across the country, not just in Dallas County, will have adequate resources and salaries that are competitive to ensure the type of advocacy and effective legal representation required in order to ensure that all citizens receive the defense they are entitled to. We promised that the deep dive was going to educate, inform, and expose you to what is really going on in the American justice system. This was just a taste of what you will be hearing from us in the future. We thought it important that you understand, number one, how public defenders, or at least the Dallas County Public Defender's Office, was initially created and was really the first of its kind in the entire state of Texas. Number two, the difference between public defenders and attorneys in private practice who are appointed to represent indigent defendants how the county provides the resources and funding for the Public Defender's Office so we can have investigators, social workers, and community engagement specialists who work with the lawyers as an interdisciplinary team to provide the best advocacy for all of our clients. We also thought it was important to give you insight on how county government operates and how it impacts Dallas County taxpayers. Most importantly, how Dallas County government intersects with the courts, elected officials like judges, and the entire justice system, whether it is adult, criminal, juvenile, family, or mental illness courts. If you or someone who is interested in pursuing a career in county government, you heard Daryl Martin share his journey to becoming the county administrator for the largest county in the state, second largest county in the state of Texas, and one of the largest in the nation. You also heard Commissioner Price tell us about his start and his journey from community engagement and activism and getting out the vote to working in the judicial system to becoming the longest serving commissioner elected official in Dallas County history. So if you are listening and you are interested in public service and possibly running for elected office, you learn how it is imperative that you work hard, which sometimes means working long hours, and that you be committed to making a change and being responsive to the needs of your constituency and the communities you serve. Hopefully, you have in turn learned what you should expect from your own elected officials, hard work and a commitment to doing what they promised they would do when they asked for your vote. This is really just the tip of the iceberg. The Deep Dive looks forward to bringing you other guests in the future who will help you to gain insight into what is really happening in our courts and in our justice system. 
We seek to be an instrument of change. So please stay tuned to our next podcast that will highlight how law enforcement and behavioral health professionals are working together to keep mentally ill citizens who are struggling out of jail and getting them and their families the help, support, and treatment they need. Hello. Find us on Instagram at Dallas Public Defenders or visit our website, dallascounty.org slash government slash public dash defender. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. The Deep Dive is a production of the Dallas County Public Defender's Office, and it is produced by Alexis McCallan, Vicki Rice, Michaela Himes, Paul Blocker, and Lynn Pride Richardson. <laughs>